Hello everybody and welcome to Extended Play. This week we are talking about Skyrim. I'm Stuart Reid. Joining me are Keza McDonald, Hello. Tom Butler, Hello. and Daniel Kruper. Hello everyone. Uh, can we get the arrow in the knee gag out of the way before we go any further, please? Yeah, we're not going to do that, Alright, that's good to know. Um, you guys can do it though. If you've no, got any good arrow to. in the knee gags, please send them in to... Actually, don't. No, no don't. don't. Write Thanks the email so. and put it in your trash folder. <laughs> <laughs> and then hit yourself in the face. Yeah. Skyrim, what if if you've been living in a cave for the last eight months, Daniel Kruper? Just explain briefly what Skyrim is. Skyrim is an open world RPG set in a fantasy realm known as Skyrim. And basically it's a game that can be anything you want it to be. If you want it to be, as Tom puts it, well, what it's did a you time say? Machine. No, it's not a time machine. You said it's a, oh, it's a pottering around a, simulator. It can be a pottering simulator if you want to be. Or you can basically be the hero in your own fantasy world. Um, but it's like different things to different people, I think. If a time machine for me, I, I would turn it on and literally then it'd be five hours later. I don't know how it happens. It's a time sink, isn't it? It really is. You get into it so much. You get so involved into it. I absolutely adore it. Well, what's your? What kind of characters has everybody has everybody chosen to be? Keza, what what kind of character are you? I'm a cat thief. A cat thief. I'm a cat thief. So you steal cats? Yes. Is right. that a precedent from playing other Elder Scrolls games? It is. Yeah, I was always Khajiit in. Uh, I was Khajiit in Morrowind, and then I was Khajiit again in Oblivion, and then I ended up being Khajiit again. The reason you're fancy changing it though. Sort of, but they just look so much cooler than all the other races. <laughs> well. That's really my only justification. Also, I inevitably in open world games like this inevitably end up deviating towards being a massive, massive klepto and nicking stuff. And cats are very agile. I've got good stat bonuses for that kind of thing. Did anyone just jump in and create a character without really considering what the kind of skill... Yeah. Well, yeah, well I, I picked an Argonian because... Breathe underwater. I really like dinosaurs and lizards. Mm-hmm. So obviously that was, you know, it's the natural choice. I like cats. But also because I have an overwhelming fear of drowning in video games <laughs> and they can breathe underwater. So that's not a problem. That's so a very good reason for choosing. I'm just te- terrified. It's watching Mario die and Sonic die as a child. So, yeah, Sonic in particular. Yeah. Mario, Mario drowning. I think Mar- well. Mario drowning in Super Mario 64 it's is deep, hard. It's deeply traumatic. Deeply traumatic. He clutches his throat and then just goes all limp and lifeless. Yeah, it's horrible. But if you eat money, gives you oxygen. That's true. <laughs> Always found that quite troubling. Yeah. The logic behind that. But yeah, I picked an Argonian for that reason, and he looks quite cool. But I also. What, what did you name your character? Because I felt like, I, at first I was going to name him something quite flippant. I was going to call him Yoshi. And I thought, no, because I won't be able to take the game seriously. I, I, so I, I, called I had him, a serious I called him, name. I called him Rodan. That's nice. He's a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's Kajira. Yeah. Just because it's half of Khajiit. And then... Mine's Perseus. And Tom, yours is... Oh, mine's Granny Baps. Granny Baps. <laughs> Granny Baps. Oh, but I, I didn't know that. I wasn't setting it up for a game. <laughs> but actually, that, that, that speaks volumes about how I was feeling about yeah, Skyrim going actually. into it because this was just after my Christmas holidays. You were being and, quite blithe about and, it. Yeah, I wasn't too keen on playing Skyrim because I, I always watched um, my housemate play Oblivion. And watching him play Oblivion just seemed like it was a running around game, running and jumping game because he would literally spend hours running around jumping to build up his athletics. And I was just thinking, do you know what? I don't need that. And he spent hours and hours. So I went into it thinking, I'll give it a go because everyone's playing it. And ended up with a character called Granny Baps, who was, in the end, awesome. After Level 50. 50. Yeah, after... (laughs) 
playing for 55 <laughs> hours it was ridiculous do you ever feel bad about yourself when you make a stupid decision like that and then like hours and hours and hours later you look back does it make you think oh I wish I hadn't called it Granny Baptist does it still make you laugh no it still makes me laugh it's alright that's fine <laughs> it still makes me laugh <laughs> that's awesome yeah <laughs> well there was we we used to laugh um, just before Christmas uh, when Skyrim was on the horizon we, we, we had a bit of a, a thing going where we used to say well it's not Skyrim I think it came from uh, from FIFA 12 originally when we, people were saying why have you given FIFA 12 such a, a high score it's not Skyrim and there's a lot of devotion to Skyrim and the whole Elder Scrolls thing. Keza, I was going to ask you, why is Skyrim so important to people as a game? I think it's because it's so ambitious. It's it's what people, it's what proper nerds want from a video game, and I say that in an affectionate way, because um, it's it's just completely comprehensively player-focused, you know? It's all about you. Uh, I think the reason people love um, the Elder Scrolls games is just because it, it makes this a really personal collection, connection with you immediately, because everything you do is your own kind of impetus and your own story. And Skyrim tries a little bit more than either Oblivion or Morrowind to kind of push you in directions and give you hints and set up nice set pieces for you. But generally, it's just, um, it is what you make of it. Mm. I think people feel really personally connected to the series because you remember that time that you ran away from the vampires at the top of the mountain in Oblivion and fell off the cliff. Or you remember uh, accidentally transforming into a werewolf in front of the Council of Elders and ending up murdering them and being unable to complete so is the game. Br- you, you have this bespoke experience though. Yeah, I think I that's what it yeah. is because it is bespoke and also Skyrim looked so exciting before it came maybe not to I don't know about you guys but to me when it, before it came out just it was so pretty and it was so huge and it was just so kind of the possibilities you were sort of imagining all this stuff that it couldn't possibly deliver. So I was surprised when it came out and everyone was still like yeah, fucking love it because I thought people would have built up this like crazy unmeetable expectation yeah. in their head. It is a beautiful looking game and it does definitely uh, create atmosphere mm. no other way especially when you're you're exploring and you say you'll head, head, head into the mountains and the snow just starts to build up and it's incredible just, isn't just, it just, the whole mood changes it does doesn't it and, and when it gets, starts getting dark mm. and you hear the wolves howl and you're all of a sudden you're drawing your sword because you know something's happening it's, yeah. it's sometimes I, I skip I skip forward in time intentionally just so I can see the northern lights while I'm walking about yeah yeah it's that beautiful yeah, it I is. think it's very easy to romanticise Skyrim and but one of the things that I think is equally brilliant about it is the fact that it's a sublimely ridiculous video game like, you know, when the snow starts falling up the mountain? I quite like getting to the bit where the snow starts to fall and then walking two steps back, no snow. Two steps forward, there comes the snow. Two steps back, no snow. And I think that's kind of as much a part of Skyrim as anything else, yeah. though, the, the the ridiculousness of it. The fact that you can, you know, club a guy's no, I always feel like, like when you go to like, the places in the Far East where they, they, they must have this incredibly hard existence and you're like, just move five minutes down the road. Yeah, literally, just you'll be fine. <laughs> your crops will never fail. You'll be able to feed your children. <laughs> Like it's much easier, and those those people are much happier there. They're much of a much more sunny disposition. But people, you know, anyway. Do you think it's it's come closer to depicting a, a real existence in a video game than anything else has? I think in very very narrow, narrow parameters, yeah, though. Very because narrow. As soon as you start questioning anything within within Skyrim, you realise the sheer yeah. ridiculousness. Like, why the does whole. the Jarl's child, the Jarl, speaks in his weird Icelandic accent that he has? Why do his children sound Californian? Mm. Yeah. And also, you 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 start up a story with someone, and then three months later, you go back to them, and they're like, "Oh, did you get this for me?" As if I would have forgotten a long time ago. Um, and um, I think also in terms of that is the um, the lack of consequences to, yeah. to your actions. Yeah. So you can murder someone in in a town, and there will be a plot uh, a, a bounty on your head, and you just pay it off, and then everyone's fine with mm. it. There's a difference yeah, between cool. realistic and believable as well. Yeah, but I think Dark Souls is actually the most realistic 
fantasy world ever. Because you die be- so well, quickly. Be- because if something happens, then it's yeah. happened. Like if you if you hit a merchant, right? Like for instance, the only merchant in the game who sells arrows. If you hit him with your sword, then he will fight you to death, and then you'll have to kill him or be killed, and then you'll never be able to buy arrows again. Mm. And it does fuck you over, and it's really harsh. But that, that's what would happen, you know. Yeah. If you kill the Jarl's children, it's not going to go away if you if you then pay a bounty. But then the thing is, it's also impossible to create a game that actually works on the yeah. Yeah. Well, it's on current, yeah, on the on the current systems that we have. Yeah, it wouldn't be the, fun though. Would there it? are limitations, aren't there? Would it? be fun though well Dark Souls isn't fun sometimes it's not fun when you accidentally hit somebody and some people would say game. that Dark Souls is never fun some people would <laughs> but I mean Skyrim's not really like that I think Skyrim's Skyrim's more gentle isn't it it just kind mm. of envelops you and it's like look at this world play look at all the stuff you've got to play with you can do whatever you want whereas um, you know most video games are trying to please the player I think Skyrim's a very player focused game isn't it yes like, it's all about it's not really about look at the world it's about look at you and look what you can do although I do find it believable don't you like I love the uh, I love the way that just the construction of the world is so beautiful like the, the, the structure of it the layout of it and the mm. internal mythology of the place is really good like you'll read about something in a book and then you can find it you can find it accidentally yeah, yeah or you hear a rumour about someone and then you'll, they'll be there like that kind of internal consistency is brilliant so you're t- talking about it being a player focused game obviously there's a there is a campaign of sorts in there there's a main storyline have you kind of pursued that have you kind of sort of left that alone to do your own thing entirely ignored it Ignored you? it entirely. Yeah, no. I, I um, uh, after getting to a certain point, I found that uh, I really wanted to put a stop to because I was moving house. It was literally I was running out of time to be able to do things in my own. Personal so you're not life. going back to it now. So I, You've uh, drawn a line I, under. I, yeah, I thought if I can just finish the main quest, and then I'll draw a lot a line under it. And so you uh, have finished the main. Uh, yeah, so I finished the main quest uh, with all the dragon stuff, and uh, it, it basically you finish that, but then there's everything else still yet to do. Yep. So I think I, met, I became the the uh, Archmage of Winterhold. Mm. I became the, the leader of the uh, Imperial Legion, um, and then the Legion, the Legion, not the Stormcloaks. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Tom. I'm, I'm a sucker for uniforms. <laughs> But actually, do you know the thing Dirty was... Dirty imperialist. I know, yeah. But the, the thing was, is that everyone seemed to be doing the Stormcloaks, and you, I thought, do you know what? I'm going to have my own thing here. I'm going to join the Imperial Legion. I feel like Skyrim is just like a kind of fantastical Scotland. <laughs> it's really cold, and no one really likes anybody the else. rest of Cyrodiil or anybody else, <laughs> yeah. and everyone drinks too much. <laughs> and there's a violent insurgency. A violent but completely incompetent. Yeah, quite... <laughs> A violent yeah. insurgency that actually over gets each nowhere. Other. Yeah, <laughs> happens. It's not without its irritations, though, is it? I mean, I, the other night I was playing it, and um, I was in an, in an inn, and I went to talk to somebody uh, to get a room for the night, and as I went to talk to them, I accidentally stole something from them, and so it all <laughs> it all kicked off. <laughs> I hit X, stole something, guards came in, got into a fight, had to start all over again. Yeah, the quick save is your friend yeah. in these yeah. games. Bethesda's always been like that. Like in every Bethesda game, in Oblivion, they were they used to save it quite infrequently. Mm. Like they've kind of fixed that over the years. Like they now save it on consoles anyway. On, on the PC, it's fine. You just f f eleven it. But um, and on the on on consoles, they've they've actually finally figured out what an appropriate number of times to save is, so that you don't accidentally fuck your entire game and yeah, have to go yeah, back yeah. like six hours, like I did once in Fallout. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I've had that as well. Where you're, uh, there's an incident happening in a town, like someone's being attacked, and then you end up attacking the wrong person, and mm. and then yeah, oh, yeah I'm, I'm not welcome in Melkarth. Oh, you're not? No, because of <laughs> because of an accident like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's, it's beautifully broken, but I I play with surround sound headphones, mm. 
and sometimes you initiate conversations accidentally and you can initiate multiple conversations yes. and it gets to the point where I can't tell what's going <laughs> on Absolute and what this person I'm talking to this one person but three other people are just like nagging me and I can't understand what's going on and I and I lose the thread so I don't know what I'm supposed to do then and it just completely ruins it for me I think there are lots of moments in Skyrim where you where you remember you're playing a video game that's the thing mm. like, I mean very often something silly happens but I don't think that's a bad thing does, does anyone else find that really I think I'm very affecting? forgiving of it like I think I think it's a byproduct of its in, insane ambition yeah I think you can forgive it, it for its quirks for, for, for what it actually does and can do like when you when you look at that map and you look around and you think fuck yeah. yeah, I've got to get from there to there, and I can't fast travel. Yeah. And literally, I, I I played it for thirty hours before realizing there was a run button. So wow, nope. Yeah, that's happened to so many people. Though. Yeah. That's Hands really up, common. Yeah. Stu, same here. Lots of people have had that experience. Yeah, I've got a great story about Oblivion. Um, somebody who shall remain nameless, who was reviewing Oblivion, uh, played it for thirty-five hours. <laughs> With it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Promise it wasn't me. <laughs> or was it? Um, but they played it for about 35 hours. Never figured out how to level up. Oh, my oh. God. Mm-hmm. You had to go to sleep to level up. You had to go to bed. Yeah. So talking about leveling up. Now, uh, I, you get sucked into the, the game. It's very, very addictive. And I've been thinking about leveling up and your progression. And how it, it it almost acts like a gambling addiction. Mm-hmm. Like it gives you that incremental buzz very, very slowly and gradually, yeah. meaning you're having to spend more time in it to get that kick. I mean, do you think that's that's a fair a fair criticism to level at, at Skyrim? Do you think it's a criticism? I think it's, Surely a, it's, it's clever a design, gameplay. It's, it's, yeah, design it's an intentional template. design. But, but then also, if it was, uh, if you could level it at, uh, say, uh, Farmville, something like that, and people say that's a bad thing. That's because you have to pay money. Yeah. But then if you look at how they do it within Skyrim, it's very it's a very similar sort of system. Would You're, you not agree? I would agree, yeah. Um, I think that's the classic kind of RPG thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like from World of Warcraft to Skyrim you to Diablo. investment of time. Yeah, it's mm. the fact that it's like, you know, you, every, every five minutes you're like, oh, level up, level up, level up, and then suddenly it's like every hour, and then it's every five hours, and then it's every 30 hours, you get the buzz. But <laughs> I think, I think uh, Skyrim has more to offer than just... Just that, like I didn't actually find I really felt more powerful. Like yeah. that first time the dragon comes along and I, I punched it to death with my fists. Yeah, yeah. I was really disappointed. That's but always that's quite c- empowering, isn't it? Punching yeah. a dragon to death. And with I was, your bare you know, hands. at that point I was like, well, I mean, I feel more. I'm not that into the leveling up. I sometimes accumulate points and then I d- never perks. got yeah the perks and I don't get round to assigning them. And I, just... I did go through a phase of uh, spamming the system, like with blacksmith. Iron daggers. Yeah, iron daggers. I can yeah. imagine you just sitting there continually forging iron daggers. Yeah, m- See, but doing that would well. bore the hell out of me. That's just doing thing, that yeah. constantly. I would not want to do that. I've, I've forged a couple of bits and pieces, but, but it's quite easy on to the do. Whole, it's easy, but I, I just think I want to. I want to. Get on and investigate the rest of the world. There's so much excitement. I sometimes out there. Just go on just to walk around. I did that the other day in the office when I brought it in. I wasn't trying to do anything. I just like exploring. Mm. I like being. I, just, in I like filling in the map. You just like being inside Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. the time. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but you you would be quite happy to sit there and just and just make these iron is, with, daggers. With, with, with smithing iron daggers, you can just buy a hundred leather strips and a hundred ingots and then make a hundred and just say ding 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 and you're leveling up shoots up and then your main leveling up goes up as well mm. so I think it was kind of worth doing and but also it sort of skews well. you though because your your level goes up it, but your it, combat it, skills it, are it down it does it does but also did you do the thing where when you start the very first game you can just spam hit the guy that you're that's showing you around <laughs> yeah <I've laughs> he can't that. die so you literally start off just by punching him punching him punching him and he's showing you, you around the grey beard uh, you yeah. know the grey beard as well really yeah 
because then your one handed will just go up incrementally <laughs> right at the start. That's, that's, I, so I knew this before going in. I just so. find it, Skyrim is this really unique combination of the sublime and the ridiculous yeah, for me. Yeah. It's everything that I love about video games. In both, uh, both uh, it's their ambition, it's their kind of interactivity, it's their kind of brilliant absorptiveness, and it's their beauty. But then it's also their silliness and their nonsensical logic and their uh, their quirks, which I also love about gaming. And as you mentioned earlier on, guys, it's 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 fabulously broken in parts as mm. well. It's beautifully broken. I remember when Kazra and I were playing it, and she um, was. Well, walking along and there was this dragon skeleton started to reanimate yeah. and we, we both looked at each other going oh my god undead skeleton necrotic skeleton undead dragon oh no it's actually a bug it's yeah. actually a bug but it was just the skeleton the jerking game. jerking up been in the game though a skeleton dragon. That would have been a myth. I thought it was because yeah. there, there was an undead wow. dragon yeah. in Dark Souls. Yeah. I think it's a diff- it was a difficult game to come to after Dark Souls I think yeah. Skyrim because it was just so different um, well, everything is, but Skyrim particularly, it's just the, the contrast is massive. So I was felt a bit disappointed by it when I first... It took me a good 10 hours to bed in and just get used to not being murdered all the time and get used to the game not requiring as much of me and not having to kind of invest as much of myself in it in order to enjoy myself. What was the first... When do, when do you think it finally kind of clicked with you then? What, what Was there something that happened on screen or part of the story that made you go, oh, yeah, okay, now I'm here? Yep, Thieves Guild. Yeah. Well, as soon as I find the thieves' guild, that's always the case. Though I love that stuff. I just love it. Love nicking things. See, that was the <laughs> point where I got a bit bored with that with the with with, with the thieves' guild. I think after you've done like thieves' guild was my. I did the companions. I did the thieves' guild, and now I'm not really interested in doing the others too. You know, I guess to the point where you're like, right, okay, so I'm Dovahkiin. I'm king of the dragons. I'm uh, you know, I'm a massively powerful werewolf. I'm king of the archmages. <laughs> I'm also the head of the thieves' guild. Surely this is just getting a bit much, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. You've done everything, mm. yeah. So I really like the sort of main quest. That's when it got me. It's like I like sitting there. I like when the Dovahkiin mu- music hits in, and the first time you hear the dragon speak, and that's he, really and he, cool. And he mocks you because he starts speaking in the dragon tongue, and he's like, "You're the dragonborn. You don't even understand me." I was like, "I'm, I'm I like this. I like that classic sort of that fa- that classic fantasy motif of you being the chosen one, you being the anointed one, you being this kind of messiah figure. I like that." And that's why I like the central quest rather than going off for four hours pottering about. I like the structured narrative. But that's the joy of it. It, it, It's both there for you, isn't it? There's the structured narrative and there's the pottering about. And I think that's what makes it so special. Indeed. I I think that that's what Skyrim gets right that other Bethesda games haven't as well as the right balance of those two Mm. things. Like the right balance of guided fun and off you go. Go yeah. on, we'll rummage around at the back of that person's sofa cushions and maybe you'll find a special gem. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody else played any of the other Elder Scrolls games? I've only... Uh, Had bad experiences of Oblivion. play Oblivion, yeah. Yeah, same experience. I just watched Oblivion over people's, people's shoulders. Yeah. So I was at university at the time, I just thought, I'm not buying this game. Before Skyrim came out this game. in this office, no one really gave a shit about no. it. I was like, I was psyched because I'm a big Bethesda fan, but everybody else was like, eh, whatever, which is why I find it's just great, especially Tom. It's just great that he's enjoyed it. Well, Tom had the the epiphany that we wanted Alex to have. <laughs> yeah, we were going to have Alex it is, but Alex has Alex no time. Alex just has no time for it. He just is not no interested. For non-regular listeners, he's but, our editor-in-chief. Yeah, he's also, got a baby and everything. Uh, he doesn't really have time for games. Well, I've got a baby and everything, and I'm finding time for Skyrim, because it's, it, yeah. it's good. I think another thing about uh, the whole experience was actually a sense of, although it's a very single-player game, is actually the sense of community around it. Yeah. It's true, well. the water cooler because moments. Bo- both my flatmate at the time and one of my other really good friends were both are both playing at the same time, so I was able to sort of 
share information with them, get all my tips and everything from them, and also give them a bit of information. Also, come to work and, and yeah. get. In- and everyone's having their own unique experience. And you know, we talk about this a lot because we love video games, and you get the sense that you know we talk to a lot of people who love video games. But obviously, a lot of people play video games that don't talk about video games yes. with each other. There's not that extent you know bigger community it's weird yeah. it's like football's really mainstream and loads of people talk about football it's not quite the same with video games and I was coming back on a train from a set visit and I heard two 40 year old men on the tube discussing the relative pros and cons of becoming a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> that's that a true story and I just brilliant. thought there you go that's brilliant that's superb that's I've, brilliant. Got a, I've got a similar one my, my partner had to go in hospital for a couple of nights uh, last week um, and I went to visit her and the, the woman in the next bed her partner came in and he was—he just started going on about how to his partner how he's almost filled the entire map in Skyrim now, and it's just like, my God, it's like everybody seems to be playing this game. It's a secret life yeah, of all no, of us. It's just like, why isn't it, why isn't that out in the open? <laughs> For, uh, just on another slight note, a friend of mine works at a cinema, and someone asked came in looking to to see Skyrim. They were like, I want to. Oh, that really? with the really? dragons and That's the guy with the horned helmet. Anecdote. And is when's that out? Can You've I, probably seen it on a billboard. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a there's a really good cinematic trailer. Yeah. Uh, that, you, that they show at the cinema, funnily enough. But uh, yeah, it's a really good trailer. Um, but yeah, they've obviously done their their marketing job there. That is funny. Yeah. What's uh, what's the one thing that you would change about the game if you could, Keza? Um, I think the combat. Yeah, I think the combat is. I thought quite it's weak. it's, it's so much better. A bit what, sorry? Anachronistic. Anachron- a little bit, yeah. It's so much better than Oblivion, though, that it's difficult for me to... I think I part of the thing is... It's very wooden and very like, stilted. Mm. It is a bit, but I mean, I don't think you can really change the combat that much without changing the I'm game. literally and- hit and miss. Yeah, and yeah, you're quite right. But I-, I tend to play with bow and arrow and sneaking, which is much more rewarding. But the thing is that other people kind of just like, oh, this, this, this hammer doesn't yeah. even feel like a hammer. I'm not enjoying I- myself playing it. I feel my character's very sort of just... My character doesn't move like my character looks like he would. And this oh, actually, yeah. If yeah. there's one thing I could My change, it's the animation very of everything. Rigid, and he just feels like this generic, like automaton, instead of being this like really live lizard chap it's true okay right so I'm going to take my answer back and say I would change the animation of literally everything in the world there you go brilliant <laughs> just a minor revision minor that's probably, apart from the horses the horses look great patch. the horses look awesome you think so? do you think so I don't think so I love the horses I, don't think, I think they're really nice I horses I don't think it comes close to a red dead horse well, no, Red Dead Horses are the Red gold Dead standard. Horses. The gold standard of video game yeah. horses. Right, wow. I'm going to put it out there and say the thing that I would change would be those fucking loading screens. Am I allowed to scream? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. You're so, sick of, so sick of seeing an elven dagger. Oh, I don't yeah. want to spin Tom, it around Tom. anymore. I just <laughs> you can't even spin it around quickly. You can, well, you, if you do one and then the other, it doubles the, almost doubles the speed of spinning it around. <laughs> My God. My God, boring, boring loading streams. And how often does it have to load as well? Mm. It's uh, it's one thing that's made me think that's what I want from, I would like, from next gen. But. You'd like it to just be on a massive SNES cartridge. I'm possibly yeah. alone on, in this, but I would quite like the loading screens to be pages from the history of Cyrodiil. See, I'd so read that. would be that. quite more interesting. interesting. Yeah. 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 And you'd be forgiving of the long lo- loading time. Yeah, and, you, and you'd read, because the thing is that sometimes, I mean, I, I read a lot of the books in Skyrim, but sometimes it's like the history of the five kingdoms or whatever it is. And you go through like five five pages of it and you're like, oh my God, skip to the end, skip to the end, skip to the end, no yeah. quest prompt, go. Whereas if it was on a loading screen, I probably would read probably the whole history of the, the Elder Scrolls mm. universe. Yeah. You would like if you played it for 40, 50 hours, mm. that'd be enough time. To what would you it. change, Stu? 
what would I change? Uh, at the moment, nothing. Because don't forget, I'm not. I'm nowhere near as far into it as you guys. Mm. I, I was quite a late comer to it, so I'm only uh, around about level ten or something at the moment. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm thoroughly enjoying every moment of it, though. Uh, like you say, the load screens are a little bit irritating. The the, the combat's a little bit poor, but it's like immersing yourself into a hot bath. There's something just so comforting about the entire world I, I absolutely adore it that's really video do. games too mm. that's, that's video games when they when they work when they work mm. what do we what do you want from uh, from Elder Scrolls 6 underwater in, in space <laughs> this is a suggestion from a reader uh, I want it to be in space <laughs> like Mass well, Effect I can, ima- I can imagine it being in some kind of aquatic world on, tr- on well, I think it's got to be the marshes light, uh, we've not yeah. been to the marshes and we've not been to where the Khajiit are from yeah so that's if you what look we at want the, we want better animations Better animations. Mm-hmm. If you look at the mental map of the Elder Scrolls universe, they've done Daggerfall, they've done Morrowind, they've done Cyrodiil, they've done Oblivion, they've done Skyrim now, which has always been this like, oh, Skyrim's up north, let's not think about it very much in all the other Elder Scrolls games. So Just like our country. They're kind of running out of places to go. And that would be the kind of next sort of topographical choice. Yeah, I don't know if, if they made it again, though. I'm thinking about whether it's a one-off. Because mm. it is very different from Oblivion. Oblivion was all about the gates of hell, about mm. the demons. And Skyrim's all about dragons. What What is there left? Could they base the next one on? Is this like an IQ question? Pixie. <laughs> we've, we've, we've had demons... What We have demons, dragons, what's next? Dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. I don't know. Dinosaurs I don't know. Do dinosaurs. Like, <laughs> gorillas. <laughs> gorillas? I'm not sure Skyrim Just could be. I'm not sure there. what they could do with the next one. Oh well, you know what I mean. But on the next gen system, I still think it might be the ultimate expression of the idea that Bethesda had. Bethesda has had all, one all idea. All the different parts of the map together. Ooh. Oh, oh wow! Actually, the That's whole. It. You can oh go my god! Anywhere. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Anywhere in the Elder, Elder Scrolls universe, perpetual world. You just without any loading times, you could walk, walk from Oblivion to Skyrim. God, that would be a game that would keep you going That'd forever. Be, imagine it? riding on your horse from the the marshes. Down to Morrowind and then up again to the Skyrim. That'd be ridiculous. It'd be sore. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of saddle rash. Nice. <laughs> and finally, just before we go, uh, if you had to convince someone to play Skyrim that was that had never played this type of game before, how would you go about convincing them? What would you say to them? We've tried with Alex and we failed. What convinced you, Tom? Uh, you gave I, it a chance. Yeah, I think I gave it a chance. And also, I'm a sucker for marketing. And if everyone else is playing it, then I want to play it as well. Listening to that, Bethesda? <laughs> yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so, listeners, do let us know what you love and hate about Skyrim as well. What you think makes it so addictive. Why you've sunk so much time into it. And uh, let us know if you think there are technical issues that really need to be resolved. Or if you think that it's a lot of fuss about nothing. ExtendedPlayerIGN.com is the email address if you would like to get in touch with us. We will uh, talk again about Skyrim uh, next week but until then Kesel McDonald Tom Butler Daniel Kruper thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you you. next week bye bye